What's good, y'all? Welcome to the Grown Man-ish Podcast, episode 22. This is your guy, the gentleman's gentleman, the Don, Bowtie Fresh. And, of course, you know who else is in the building. Got the honorable one. Straight up, Mike, you know, honorable, Mike J, representing Naptown Eastside all day. Naptown is the What's happening, man? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot, bro. Kind of low-key this weekend, you know, catching some all-star festivities and doing some uh, a little Bob the Builder in the house this weekend and fixed a couple sinks and patched a little hole in the wall from when my boy uh, slipped and hit uh, put a little hole in the wall. So, you know, just doing some home home improvements. I'm not going to say renovation, but some things to take care of the career, bro. But that's about it. Nothing too exciting. Of course, I hit that uh, saw that Black Panther, but I know you and I are going to get into that a little later. But what's going on with you, man? Man, uh, I didn't do any home improvement stuff, man. This is working on uh, working on stuff for the show, man. Obviously, went to the movie. Hey, man, I feel like I'm getting old now, man. I got a Costco membership this weekend, man. So I've been to Costco. Oh man. <laughs> hey, man, I had never had a membership there before, man. But you know, I don't want to give them too much love because they're not a state. They're not a sponsor of our show, even though they can be. But it was cool, man. You know, I didn't realize you had so many deals. So, man, went to the oh, Costco. Yeah, man. They say, man, Costco start, buying, start buying in bulk. You're going to be a hold here now. Hey, I'm telling you, man. I started looking. I said, man, we can get like, we can get like 28 things of toilet paper for $17? See, you know how much I'm going to save down the line? Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. That was, that's pretty much it, man. I played, you know, man, I've realized, man, my video games skills have sucked. I was playing two days, man. I was getting washed. Washed. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, man. I just because I don't, you know, yeah, I, man, I, don't, I, was I got a, I got on I got on that Call of Duty a little bit. You know, I, I, I still stay running with that Call of Duty a little bit. I wasn't doing too bad. My little guy, um, I shouldn't say my little guy. He's eight years old, but he's starting to get into you know different little things and whatnot. So you know, I gotta try to stay, gotta try to stay sharp, so to speak. Yeah, I didn't um, I I didn't get on. I ended up dozing off, man. But I know folks don't really want to care about. Our mundane lives, man. So, uh, man, right, it's just right. been crazy, man. I, mean, I guess we got to jump to the to the big thing, man. And uh, it seems like we're always, you know, you know, it's like we, you know, always giving out prayers and thoughts and prayers to another mass shooting in the United States, man. So, uh, tell us about what went on in Florida this week, man. Unfortunately, man, uh, it's it's very unfortunate that this is such a regularity now. You know, to even use the word regularity and ma- and mass school shooting in the same sentence is just insane. But uh, first and foremost, uh, Mike J and I want to give our thoughts, prayers, and condolences to everyone that was affected um, in the in the school shooting in Florida. Um, you know, individuals who lost loved ones, individuals who were just a part of that traumatic experience, had loved ones in this traumatic experience. Um, and, you and you know, uh, I, you know, I, I'm not a, a big person about violence or anything like that, but I know that this, the, the, the young man who done the shooting or whatnot, I know his family and friends or whatnot are probably going through some things as well, and they too need prayer. So um, Mike J and Bowtie Fresh definitely want to send out our prayers and, and, and condolences and, and well wishes to those that are affected. But um, pretty much in a nutshell, a uh, 19-year-old uh, male um, went into a high school and opened fire. Uh, that, that, I mean, that there, there's really no not a lot of detail to try to go into. Um, he opened fire. Um, I believe the, the the death toll was 17, I believe that's what it was, if I'm not mistaken. It's uh, 17. Um, it was, 
Yeah, 17 individuals uh, lost their lives uh, because of this. So um, there are many reports that the uh, the shooter has been linked or is linked, um, and this is coming directly from these individuals' mouths. Uh, he's linked to white supremacists, white nationalists, and and and, multi- and different resistance white resistance groups. Um, so pretty much uh, some some various groups that are. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say uh, hate promoting. Uh, they they are not uh, loving type groups, so to speak. So um, this this young man was uh, associated is associated with those. Um, so yeah. Did you hear it, about it, the group chat that he had crazy, on Instagram? No, I did not hear about that. I so he that. had a, so he had a group chat on Instagram, and all he did was he talked bad about people of color, uh, homosexual Jews, and other people. This is very very hateful. So and he also they had a picture on Instagram I seen with. Him, his face was wrapped up, and he had a "Make America Great Again" hat on. Oh, so, I you did know, see so, that. I did see that. So you know, so it's just you know, I'm not trying to get super political because we can talk about that in a second. But you know, sure. it's it, to me, it's interesting because it was something in the Atlanta Journal Constitution, and you know, they were talking about they were describing him as a kid. And I know I'm getting off a topic, but it, it's it's amazing to me when you know when if somebody's white, they do something and they're described as a kid. But then you have a, a real life child that's under eighteen that's a person of color, and they get treated like a man, and then our men get treated like boys. So, uh, and exactly. we can talk about that later when we talk about LeBron. You know, we well, we give our sit on a Twizzler to to somebody from Fox News. But uh, you know, it's it's just amazing how you know people are treated. You know, uh, you know they can. You know, I mean, I'm all for compassion, but he's not a child. Mm-hmm. He made an adult decision. Not at all. He bought an adult weapon. Yo, you can't even like think about this. And I'm not getting. I'm not going to get too much on. Yeah, and I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get too much on the like, you know, gun debate. You can buy an AR-15, but my man's not old enough to buy a pack of cigarettes. Can't buy a beer or a six case of beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't. You can't do it. You can't go into a, over. You can't go into a nightclub, but you can buy right. something a kill, a killing machine. So. Mm-hmm. And if people want to talk about the gun debate, we can go there. I mean, I'm all for the people going to have a right to bear arms. But if you think, you know, these people, you know, their argument is, uh, well, we need something to fight the government. If you really think that little AR-15 is going to stop the government, if they want to do some stuff like that, you are sadly mistaken. Right. Nah, now you're ignorant. There's nothing. Right. They really, they got some stuff that, you know, what they can unleash hell Beyond stuff we can even believe. I watched some of those military shows, and they they had like a guy who was like shooting a rifle from like a mile away, went through cinder block, and they showed a, uh, a watermelon explode. So you really, right. really think your little, your little AR-15 is going to stop if they really want to sit back and, and come in and overthrow the government and have a military line? It's not. Nothing that you right. that we have is going to stop it. So that's my little semi rant, man. It's just it's just upsetting. I know I know one thing we talked about. It's like we were in high school when Columbine happened, man. So, right, right. I mean, it's what, it's and what, I was going to bring, I was going to mention that. It's like twentieth anniversary, uh, April twentieth would mark the twentieth anniversary of Columbine uh, high school shooting. So we were juniors. So I remember yeah. at the school I went to, you could, you after that you couldn't wear hoodies, you couldn't have a, you couldn't have a backpack or a book bag. Anything. Yeah, so, for a while. You know, I mean, and I know yeah. that's and I know that's like small change to what happened, man, but I remember being in school and having that watching it on, you know, on T V, you know, in the classroom and watching all that carnage. So uh that's crazy. Absolutely. Man. So, man. 
So what are your well, okay, so let me let me get your thoughts. I, I, I'm sure you've probably read about about it. I, I know I uh, I shared a, a, a post with you. Um, I'm not sure maybe if you had a chance to read it or not. But your, what are your thoughts on this uh, this nationwide planned uh, school walkout in pro to protest of gun violence? It's being um, planned and produced and 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 all that type of stuff by students uh, at, at many levels. I mean I've read bits and pieces of different articles where there's seventh and eighth graders, you know, that are trying to be a part and in, in, in part of this protest and plan. And of course, high schoolers, and of course, your, your, uh, your collegiate students. So um, give me, give me your, your point of view on that, you know, I as think far it's as, you really know, interesting. it's really interesting because now these, these young people, and I'll say young, because now we're, we're, we've hit like middle age, they're not taking that mess anymore. They are willing to stand up. And I think it's really going to be interesting if they, you know, there's one thing to say, let's do these walkouts. Another thing is just like, especially in Florida, to vote, to change your vote. Because now you're going to have a whole mm-hmm. group of new voters. And the fact of, you know, a lot of the Puerto Ricans who came in after the hurricane. So Florida is, you know, right. the battleground state. So I thought about it as a political thing also. So it's going to be interesting how both parties, you know, really how they adjust to this. Are they going to be a little more like, hey, we really got to get something going because, you know, you can lose control of the House, the Senate, and possibly the presidency sure. by doing things like this. So that was the thing I thought about political. And I thought about, you know, really people taking their destiny into their own hands. I remember I was in college and I participated in the walkout. You remember the Gen of Six down in Absolutely, Louisiana? Yep. You know, and I was in college, so we had a walkout for that, man. So it was just really empowering. We all went out on the yard. Yeah, went out on the yard, man, and, you know, really just kind of discussed some things that was going on, man. But, uh, yeah, man, that's crazy. But I'm going to shoot something to you, bro. So, uh, hey, man, so we both father, father figures, you know, helping, you know, trying to raise kids and helping raise kids and all that type of stuff. So, uh, man – as a as a dad, what do you think when you send your kids to school? Like, how, does that like change any thoughts that you have when you send your kids to school? Because obviously you have to send them to school if you're gonna homeschool. But is that is this do these things like are they that like, pop in your mind? Yeah, I was gonna say I, I definitely do, especially being that one of these uh, unfortunately one of these types of shootings has happened in the elementary school. Again, I have I, my two boys; they are in third grade and in kindergarten. Um, and being that the fact that the, one of these incidents has happened in elementary school, I think about it. Uh, I definitely think about it a lot. Um, but it doesn't – it affects me in a, in a way of I, I pray even more for my children's safety while I'm not with them or around them. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't live in fear, and I have to have trust in, in the man upstairs or, you know, I believe in God, so I have trust in God that he's going to – um, care for me and my family and my boys and watch over them. So, um, but also it doesn't change anything that I that I teach my sons. Uh, I teach my sons about um, decision making. I teach my sons about awareness. You know, being aware of your surroundings, being aware of things that are going on around you. If there's a scenario that may not be the best, or again, he's in, they're in elementary school, so you know, if someone does start to shoot, um, just for him to pay attention to what the teachers are saying and, and try to do the best thing that he can to to stay safe. Um, I try to raise independent boys, boys that can um, uh, function without you know prompting that that are aware because they are black males and they are going to grow up in this society. So some of these things that I'm teaching them about schools and um, gun violence and gun safety or school safety and things of that nature are things that they just have to know in general as black men as they grow up. So 
Um, it doesn't really change the conversations that I have with them. Um, it may some it may change the approach a little bit just for it to be geared towards school, but. Um, most certainly, um, as a man, you know, the most important thing to me on this earth are my children. So um, I definitely do have that that fear in the back of my mind of what could go on. Um, and Mike J., you know this, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, there was a tragic event at my son's school, um, nothing like a shooting, but um, there was an incident uh, where his principal uh, died um, as a result of an accident on school property. And it just so happened to be my son's bus that was involved. So um, certain things do hit home a lot because of that. Um, but again, it doesn't change any of the conversations that I try to have or that I do have with my boys, um, about awareness and things of that nature. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just, of course, for me, I mean, uh, it's my faith in God and, and Christ really it centers me and it gives me that not having any fear, but I think the biggest thing is awareness of, you know, for me living my life and helping, you know, raise a child and doing things. Just making sure that she's aware. She's she's ten, so she's so she's you know a little older than your son, but they're like I think like a year apart, or a grade apart. She always says like, all right, you got to do, you got to listen, you got to watch out. You know, you want them to be independent because Lord, you know, absolutely. God forbid something were to happen, you don't want them to be like to freeze up. And then absolutely, you know, children. So I'm not expecting them to go on like some. You know, Steven Seagal type stuff or, or Passenger 57 <laughs> right. Snipes where, where they're going to, you know, take somebody <laughs> right. down. You also you right. want them to do little things that, you know, try to keep them safe as best as possible. Absolutely. Yeah, and, I, and, so. I, and like I said, I, te- I, I talked I talk to my son, my, my, my eight-year-old, about just that. You know, if he, if he thinks he hears gun sounds or there's something going on, you know, get low. Follow the directions of, you know, a teacher or something like that. But uh you you know you know try to try to get low if if there's a way to keep something between yourself and the danger do that you know stay away from a door or maybe push a help push a desk in front of a door if there's if your teacher so instructs to do that you know what i mean so i teach my son and talk to him about those type of things but Again, he's not he, – he, my son's a big eight-year-old. I mean, he's a big boy. And he's an athlete. But at the same time, there's nothing that he can do against a grown man or a gun. So, oh, yeah. hey, the, the, you, the he, he needs to – exactly. But, yeah, man. But uh, definitely, you know, this is something – and this is something we're going to disappoint. If people of you want to discuss it with us, you know, definitely hit us up on email, you know, which is all the, all our contact information is in the episode description. But uh, yeah, I mean it, it'll be a great thing to discuss. So uh, and I'm interested to see how this how this walkout's gonna go. So uh, definitely, definitely gonna gonna be man. So uh, what was I gonna say, man? But also, one thing I want to oh. go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, man, I, I know we were earlier. We were just talking. We had one of our partners was going through some uh, getting his getting his tires busted with these uh these huge chuck holes we have in the city. So definitely, I was on my way to see Black Panther today, and I was playing Frogger, like swerving in and out of yeah. lanes with these huge holes in the ground. So I know we have a lot of people who listen locally, but we have a lot we have a lot of people who like you know who listen like you know California and you know other other southern states. So you might not be dealing with those issues, but uh, yeah, man, stay stay safe in these streets if you're from the Midwest, because as you know, or the East Coast, yeah. anytime that snow comes, yo, they will tear your car out the frame. So, um, straight up. And I guess it's interesting, too, to kind of link the things that are going on uh, here with the chuck holes and, and the streets. Because, again, I think I read where they said it would be in excess of $700 million to, to upgrade our streets or get our streets just to fair condition here in Indy. So, 
Um, that's 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 crazy. Uh, that's that's real um, interesting. But the other part of that is, I thought uh, I thought about you and I spoke on our last episode about Forty um, Five's uh, wishes to have a military show of force, so to speak, uh, yeah, in, right. in D.C. And it just brought up the fact that you know the infrastructure, the infrastructure there is <laughs> really not that much better than what's going on here in Indy. So. Just, just kind of bringing that all back together for you guys that listen to us, you know, from a few episodes that, you know, you're going, you guys are going to see and 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 hear some things, you know, carry on from week to week. But, uh, yeah, take care of your streets and, and be be safe out there, you know. Uh, and, and shout out to our partner Ray, man. He he's been getting hit hard with with these chuck holes. So uh, definitely yeah. shout out to him. I know that I know that brother's a little bit pissed off at the at the city right now. Yeah, my sister hit one too, man. So shout out to my sister Clayton. Oh, but man, let's uh, but yeah, she hit one a couple weeks ago. Man, let's jump to that damn Trump news, man. So, yo, dude oh, yeah, got man. on Go ahead, Twitter jump right this in. morning. Dude got on the Twitter this morning was going crazy. He was talking about the FBI. I mean, okay, let's go back a few days. He talked yeah. about you know, he tweeted you know after after everything went down in Florida. You know, talking about how they failed, the FBI failed the U.S. citizens and families by not doing anything, putting the signs and signals, and talking about this person could have mental health issues. But in his budget, he wants to cut these, uh, cut, you know, cut money to go for these particular services. So, okay, you exactly. know, whatever. He goes, he goes down to Florida and he gives a thumbs. Did you see the picture? He's in the hospital giving the yeah, thumbs I up sign. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, man, he's out there wilding. So then, you know, this morning, so I. I always know I can get some good information on Monday of the next week and Sunday of, you know, I guess, well, I guess Sunday starts in the week. But it's always that, like, Sunday morning, he just gets on tirade. So he starts blaming the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton and uh, Adam Schiff. He is a House of Representative person in California and the Democrats and all this type of stuff, why they didn't do all these things for gun control and data and everything else, man. But he's also not talking, but then he's still pissed off because, you know, people got indicted with that collusion stuff with, Ru- with Russia. So, you know, that's definitely something that's going to be uh, interesting, you know, going forward, man. But, yo, man, I've never been beyond narcissistic. I think he has some mental health issues, honestly. And I'm not even making fun yeah, of man. I think he is beyond crazy. I think he's, you know, narcissistic, which is an issue, but he has so many issues. And, you know, I don't know. It's, I'm not even gonna get into all of those, but uh, yeah, he's he's out here wilding, man. So it's gonna be interesting to see what this Miller investigation goes into, man. So, uh, hey, man. So let's just jump for that, man. Let's hey, let's give let's talk about folks who need to sit on the Twizzler this week, man. So I'll go ahead and let you start, man. Oh, uh, you you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Sit on the Twizzler. She is going to have to sit on the the Costco. Economy Uh-oh, size up. pack of Twitter. <laughs> shout out to Costco, man. Laura Ingram, Fox News personality. For those who don't know, number one, Fox News is always getting off the damn hook and saying some off the wall crap. But for those who don't know, this uh, this individual, that's just what I want to call her, uh, had some comments to say about uh, LeBron James and Kevin Durant. So those who don't know LeBron James and Kevin Durant, I forget the name of the little the the, uh, the show that it was or, or the I think car share, ride share, something like that. Did you watch something it all? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, was, I watched I watched the episode. It, it was, was dope. dope. Hell of an episode, and, and definitely encourage everyone to go out and watch it. 
Um, but it, 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 nonetheless, uh, Kevin Durant and, and LeBron James, two of the biggest, most prominent names in sports, not just basketball, two of the biggest prominent names in sports. Uh, we're having a discussion about being black in America, you know, be, being just being black, being wealthy and black, uh, a lot of the things that are going on with regards to, to race, the, the, the uh, administration, so forth and so on. But Laura uh, Ingram decided to to make the comment and tell uh, LeBron James or towards LeBron James, she didn't specifically say it to him, um, and said that um, LeBron James and Kevin Durant need to just shut up and dribble. So basically implying that their take, their their perspective on race relations, things that are going on in society mean nothing. Basically implying that these are just two dumb athletes that don't need to do anything but dribble and collect their money. Number one, she's just a damn fool. And I, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. She's a damn fool for making a dumbass comment like that. The, the LeBron James is probably one of the most, if not one of, if not the most influential sports entertainer, but one of the most influential people that we have out right now, using his platform to speak against a lot of different injustices, not just the black, you know, plight and, you know, things of that nature, but a platform of, of his, uh, a platform that he has talking about things, everything from, from uh, uh, economic injustice to, to cultural to uh, uh, sexual orientation, what have you. This, this individual, LeBron James, is, is obviously much more uh, than just a, an idiot that's going to shut up and dribble. Uh, what he needs to do is dribble a damn basketball off her face. That's what he needs to do. But, again, not right condoning violence or violence, especially, especially violence against women. You know, that's just me being frustrated with this individual. But she, she is actually ridiculous for making that comment. So, Laura Ingram, you can sit on a damn Sam's Club-sized black licorice pack of Twizzlers for that damn comment. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I really don't have anything else, man. You know, this what to say about her, man. So I always want to put a black man you know, people in our place when we say things that uh, they don't like. But this one goes, the right. next one goes out to Joe the Plumber. And Joe the Plumber, was it this election or the last this one he came guy. out? Yeah, you know, he came out there. He was talking, he was he was a Trump guy. Fucking crazy. I guess that, I guess it's the, He's he's upset and he's a white man. You know, blah blah. You know they they get they get upset when they don't think every tour is them. But that's here and there. And one of the things that it, it struck me is he said the deaths. You know he he you know he felt bad to people those kids and people died at the, in Florida at that mass shooting. But their deaths don't take away from our constitutional right. My constitutional rights to have a fire. To have a gun. I'm I'm paraphrasing right. what he said. So Joe the plumber, you come on down. You know, you like to use the little plunger and everything else. So you can take that plunger, wrap up a whole case of Twizzlers, shove it up your damn ass. The thought of if you can, even, there's the thing, you don't have to say everything that comes to your mind. No one can stop mm-hmm. you having a gun. It's the fact of you having an AR-15. It's like, hmm, why do we really need this? Because you aren't hunting with it. You know, you hunt with a rifle. So, Joe, you know, Joe the Prime, right. you go wrap that damn, wrap that big old black Twizzler. You know, I'm talking about the uh, super, super. For a time pack, we just wrap them around like you know duct tape. You sit, you go ahead and sit on the passenger. You can go ahead and and, and die, because that's just, that's beyond crass. It's ignorant, and it's just like, who the hell are you, Joe the plumber? If you don't shut your dumb ass up, so you can go right. ahead and, and go and go to the next one. Yeah. So uh, our last one is go our last Twizzler War for this week. This is the first time we've had more than just one or two in a while. Uh, yeah, but it'll be weeks. I last sit on the two. 
the last twist sit on the Swizzle War is going to go to Tyler Tannehill, who is a Republican running for Kansas congressional uh, a Kansas congressional seat. Um, so this individual, uh, part of his campaign was to give away. Now, hear this: give away AR-15 during his campaign run. So he's giving away these guns, giving away the gun that's you know a highly sought after killing machine, a street a street gun, you know, so forth and so on. But he's giving them away. And the the point, the reason why we're giving him one this week is because this part of his campaign was to give away these AR-15s. And I believe his his the the date that he was going to give it this week was the this past week was the day after the 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 tragedy in Florida at the high school. So many people, you know, ask him the question: Are you going to cancel this, or delay this, or just not do it at all? Considering this is the type of gun that was used, so forth and so on. This gentleman said, "No, I want to proceed with my giveaway, and you know, so forth and so on." So he proceeded to give away this same gun that was used in this Florida killing or this Florida tragedy just the day before. The same type of gun, I believe, that was used in Las Vegas. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's the same type of gun, even though the one that was used in Las Vegas was uh, semi-modified, same gun that was used in Las Vegas. He's just going to, he's going to be a part of the, 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 the situation just to give them out, giving them away. So, uh, Mr. Tannehill, you, sir, can sit on a damn Twizzler and um, kind of hope you, I really hope you don't get that congressional seat just for your dumbass actions, but uh, you can sit on the damn Twizzler and you can sit on a, a Twizzler type uh dispensing machine that dispenses them rapidly at the rapid pace of an AR-15. You can sit on that one, buddy. Yeah, man. This, these, these cats are beyond reproach. And this, and we're going to move on. Man, can but, you imagine you know, you're going to give away this gun, man? Give but, it away? But okay, but, but, <laughs> you okay, holding around okay, and give it away? Let, hey, let, me, let me ask you this. Say, for instance, I wanted an AR-15, and I'm at the rally. Do you think the Joe, you think Tan, was it Taylor? Taylor Tannehill would give me one? Tyler Because you know. Tyler Tannehill, would you give to, would you give Michael you know give me one? Would you give the Honorable Mike J one? I mean, I'm an American. I, I can, don't know. I can yeah. you know, because you know when right. the Panthers had guns, they made it a big deal. So would you give me absolutely? Just saying, I want one. I don't need one. But you know, it's 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 just interesting to see who would actually get that. Who would actually get that? Uh, get that. Get that gun. So, uh, man, on some more positive stuff, bro. What you think about All Star Game? The All Star Saturday? Night, night, man. Hey, man. You know, I I know that we're going to get into this on the group chat sports, but uh, I I think All Star Saturday night. I watched it. Um, I watched the whole thing, and honestly, bro, this it, this has been the most entertained that I have been in probably a few years. Um, all the challenges, the skills challenge, dunk contest, three point shootout. Uh, I, I I was I was thoroughly entertained, bro. So I I was excited to see the 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 product that they put out, some of the different modifications, but. Uh, it was good to see that there are individuals uh, in, in the league that, that got some personality and trying to make things fun again. You know, Joel Embiid and, and, and uh, uh, you know, other cats. I don't want to get too much into it. But I will say that uh, thus far, um, the, the All-Star Weekend festivities, Celebrity Game and all that stuff was pretty pretty dope, man. I know the, the All-Star Game is on right now as we're recording. They're doing the intros. So, yeah. man, Kevin Hart's doing the intros right now as we're recording. But, uh uh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, give y'all some give y'all some uh, some details and our thoughts and things like that on the group chat sports uh, this Wednesday. So make sure you guys tune in this Wednesday so y'all can hear all this talk. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah, man, I I watched all of it, man. Uh, you know, Clay Thompson put on a show in that last round. 
Amp, yeah, he uh, did. Hey, man, but then, but let me ask you a question. You think that Dennis Smith Jr. got robbed? You think he should have been in the uh, into the, instead of fighting? Mike, Mike J? Yeah, D. yeah, you hear me? I said, do you think Dennis Smith I had, got robbed? I thought there was some kind of difficult technical difficulty. It kind of went out when it for a second there. Say Dennis Smith got robbed, man. You know yeah. what? I can I will say that that so you could argue that, man. Like I I kid you not. You could say you could argue that he should have been in that finals, man. No no doubt about that. Yeah, man. Because he, he it was because he was. I mean, I both him and Larry. Took it to Instagram to complain about about it last uh, last night. So we'll get more into that. Like a like we said on Wednesday, man. This will be our you know our second episode, all new sports show on the same feed. So for those who follow us, check it out. Yeah, man. It was it was pretty entertaining, man. Uh, I thought the most interesting thing to me besides the contest is the skills thing for me, especially seeing those big guys yeah. who can you know shoot, dribble, pass, and all those type of things. So. Yeah, yeah we'll man, shout it. out to Lori Markanen. Bulls yeah, all day. Yeah. That's how we roll, man. Yeah, they got it. They got a nice little they got a nice piece with him, man. I didn't think he could when I watched him in Arizona, he was just having step stepping out hitting threes, but I didn't see him yeah. do anything else. But I didn't know he could, you know, do those type of things. But yeah, man, shout out yeah. to Spencer Dinwiddie, man. It's a good thing for a guy to oh, be yeah. an all star, anything like that. You know that brother reminds me of Donald Glover? From, uh, he Atlanta. does, man. He does. Yeah, that's yeah, when yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I tweeted that out to one of the Childish Gambino. Fife. Yeah, I, I tweeted that out to Fife because he's a Nets fan and the Pacers played the Nets uh, last week. And I think one of our, I think our mm-hmm. homeboy Demetrius was at the game. But so, in Brooklyn. So I was like, yo, y'all can't win with your best player look like Donald Glover. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, you can't, man. You know what I'm saying? He could be like a role player, but, you know, you can't be like no, like, starter or anything like that, man. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting, man, to see what goes on from there, man, especially in the second half of the NBA season, which we'll be discussing on the Group Chat Sports uh, podcast on Wednesday. So, uh, hey, man, so before the game, because they're doing the National Anthem, let's go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, but before the game start, before we move off, before we move off uh, to, to this, you you know, you know, we have to give the biggest shout out to the goat, MJ, fifty-five double nickel man, fifty-five to double nickel man. Happy birthday, Mike! The best to ever do it. All right, well, we're gonna discuss. We're you gonna know, discuss you know, that you on know our episode. Some Chinese oh. shop jeans, man. Oh yeah, we're gonna discuss. <laughs> we're gonna discuss. We're gonna discuss. Uh, I know, right? Hey, I had some Chinese. You know, you know, not, and we're not like trying to be funny or anything, but one of the things here, like if you go to the hair supply store, you know, they always sell like fake clothes. I remember men having this fly, like a uh, little fly sweatsuit back in the day, man, that was fake as I don't know what. But Michael Jordan is like, Rich, I don't know what. Hey, man, did you hear the party he had last night? Yo, the party. Yeah, man, I heard about birthday, that. Yo, it was in a $100 million mansion in Bel I think it was in Bel Air. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you know, so. Shout out to Mike. Keep her 55. That's the same size of jeans that Mike be wearing, man. Yo, them bad boys. Two humans in them in on in the legs, man. So shout out to him having like, <laughs> for like you know triple fat goose seven XL blazers. They be like corduroy color with a hoop earring, man. And he always got uh, he's got a he got something to sip in his hand, man. So shout out to MJ. Man. How MJ get down, man? Let me ask you, what's your what is your favorite Jordan moment? Ooh, uh, man, you man, you you asking me this? You know how I am with MJ. Uh, 
I mean, hey, man, I'm gonna say I mean, uh, one, one, one of my favorite, one of my favorite Jordan. I'll say one of my favorite Jordan moments uh, was, and it was an off the court moment. It was, it was the, uh, I believe it was a either a McDonald's commercial or a Coke commercial with him and Michael Jackson. Um, that that was a moment to me. It was like, man, like this guy is more than basketball. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Like this guy's more than basketball. He's doing, he's he's doing a lot. He's showing more than just you know playing the sport. Um, I'll probably say my my uh, next next favorite or or Jordan moment or biggest Jordan moment for me was you know I, everybody calls it the shot man the 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 shot over Byron Russell uh, you know the Utah Jazz to get the push to off. get the ship man the push off I'm gonna I'm gonna call I'm gonna call it I'm gonna call it the crossover uh, a push that off. freed him up. <laughs> man, that's my man. I mean, he extended the hand. It wasn't even like the chicken wing, as my boy Quinn will say. He extended the full hand and put that man's hand on that man's buttocks and moved him out the way and then profile for the shot after he pushed him off. I was, I'm, I don't I don't think MJ had that much strength in that hand. I think it was just kind of like, you know, he Yo. he put the move on. He put the move on him, and his hand Man, just happened to be there. Was, you know, it was an awkward that situation. Was slow as hell. <laughs> it ain't like it ain't like that crossover was tight. Shout out to Dennis Brady. This had the shout out to Dennis Brady. Yeah, he had like yeah, this Dennis. dude had like he had like the the longest crossover ever. Crossover. But, <laughs> but it was like it was like go from left to right. But he would like shake his head like he was doing a snake <laughs> while he was doing the crossover. He, but he wouldn't go anywhere. He would just stand. You know, he could, he wouldn't shake you. Just he would just shake his whole contort his whole body, man. So shout out to that cat, man. He's doing big things. Uh, I forgot where he's living at now, but uh, yeah, shout out to that cat. But yo, yo, and man, man, look, I said, man, for me, man, the Jordan moments is the hooping ring and wearing them size seventy two jeans uh, on the court. Um, probably man. The when he, I mean, I watched, I watched as a kid when he hit the hit the jumper on Cleveland. I remember watching it. Yeah, I think yeah. I was, were we in high school when he came back and put the yeah. put the double nickel on the Knicks. Yeah, um, he came back. Yep, yep. So yeah, and man. So you, as, a, as a as a diehard Pacer fan, you ain't gonna say nothing about him and Reggie Scratch Fest. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> man. That was some bull. I can't call that a fight. No, nah, that wasn't no fight, man. That was two grown ass men scratching each other. <laughs> Yeah, but but we're gonna but on our group chat sports network we're gonna we're gonna talk about the whole greatest thing and uh talk about MJ so definitely we that's a teaser for those who really stick to want us to stick to sports you know we got something for you so uh, definitely man exactly. but man before before hey man you sent me something with Levar Ball like doing the bird man for those who don't know the bird <laughs> was a song written by the written by Prince but performed by the time in the eighties. And you know he was out there, man, showing out. So let me ask you this, man: Was was do you think Levar was cooning or just having a good time? Hey, man, I, I'm gonna say that was having a good time, man. He was there for y'all don't know it was it's on lip lip sync battle. So if you want to check it out, just check out the lip sync battle with L. Cool J and Chrissy Teigen. Uh, Levar and Lonzo went head to head. It was a great. Uh, that's probably one of their better episodes, man. Uh, Levar Le- and Lonzo kind of they went head to head, and it was it was a good time, man. I, I I can't see any cooning in what he was doing, man. That was that was fun. And honestly, Levar looked like he looked like he was reliving his heyday. Like he used to do this back in you know back in the '80s, you know, in, in these clubs or whatnot. He looked like he was reliving his moment. So, uh, man, but, but it was a good show. Definitely a moment, man. 
Did I tell you about when I went no. with Double J to the Red Fest? It was this super swole dude, right? So we had the Red Fest, and that's the thing, uh, you know, we have, you know, actually no ridge, get tickets and everything. So they had Morris Time, Memorial Day in the Time performing. And I'm out there kicking it, man, and I'm with Double J. And for those who don't know, that's my, bio- that's my biological dad. I'm out with Double J. And, um, you know, this big swole dude, man, is out there doing the bird, man. But then he, like, he sees me, like, looking at him, and I'm laughing. And he just stops. And then I, like, turn my head again. Then he goes back, and he starts hitting it again. And I'll say when this dude was swole, this dude was, like, swole. Like, he twitched your head off your neck like Mortal Kombat type swole. But it was just funny, man. He was into it, man. It was like, yo, don't let me <laughs> stop you because I'm laughing. At Mortal Kombat? Hey, man. This dude was super swole, but he was, like, like dang, he was into it. But, yeah, man, every time I think about the bird, I think about him, about him man. And also I think about the bird when they came, the Super Bowl came here, and we seen them downtown. You was oh yeah, yeah, man, that was that was yeah, epic, was, man. Yeah, you was that was epic, so. man. But yeah, man. So, uh, hey, man. So let's. Hey, I know we. I know we got a couple things to talk about before we get to our spoiler alert for Black Panther. So, hey, man. So this was an interesting week this week. But before I get to it, man, you know, was, this was February. The week of like February thirteenth. It was Valentine's Day, man. So what you what you and the wife do for Valentine's Day before we get into this music? Uh, man, we didn't really do too much or nothing, honestly, bro. Kept it real low key, you know. Uh, I, I dropped a, I dropped a, a little bit of change, nothing extravagant. We're, we're, we're two people that, you know, are like, you know, we, we do things for each other on a regular basis. So, you know, Valentine's Day is not, you know, something that's just like, oh my goodness, I'm gonna go, you know, out of my way or anything like that. But um, we, we, we done a little bit. We uh, actually cooked um, at the same time, you know, cooked together, or whatnot, and uh, we'll. Probably or we went and checked out Black Panther again. That's coming up, but um, not a whole lot, man. Real, real low key. But again, that's not we. I would say that we're typically different from um, a lot of folks that just put a lot into Valentine's Day. That's just not who we are, and we never have been. Bruh, I was sick. <laughs> I had a. I think I had a sinus infection, man, because I had, I had been I had been out the office for the last few days, so this kind of like the first day I feel like back to my normal self, man. So yeah, y'all was sick, so I didn't do anything. Yeah. Lady, she ain't, we didn't do anything at all, man. All all our, all you heard of me was hacking up, sweating, and you know trying to take care of my business, man. Because <laughs> it, it was it it, it, it it's it sucked. But uh yeah, man. But so man, this week, man, some interesting uh-huh. albums, man. Like, you know, like February 13, 1996. So that put us, what, in eighth grade? All Eyes on Me dropped. Yeah. And Fuji dropped the score, man. So, hey, man, so tell me. So I remember cause we were talking, man. So give me your favorite couple tracks from All Eyes on Me. Um, All Eyes on Me, uh, I'm definitely going to go with. The, the, the top two for me is uh, Ambitions of a Rider and then uh, How Do You Want It, Casey and JoJo. Uh that that or that, that that's probably my my top two. Um, I also <coughs> excuse me. I also like that uh, picture of me rolling that was on there. Yeah. So that was probably <laughs> my top three. You know. Yeah. Man, yeah. It was, it was uh, ambition of the rider, picture of me rolling, right. all eyes on me, the actual song, California love, California love, the remix. Uh, it was actually yeah, I, I, like like I think it was like the first hip hop. It was the first hip hop double CD. In hindsight, it could, if it was just cut down to make it one CD, and I know why Pac did because, you know, it said it didn't knock out two albums to get out of his contract with Death Row. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. if it had been like one album, it would have been really, really – it was dope, but it would have been like even better. And uh, so, yeah, those was my cuts on there, man. I remember listening to the radio when I heard California Love, 
and we had, and this is before we got a lot of syndication. They was like the new song from Tupac Shacker and Dr. Dre. Yeah, Tupac Shacker. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a yeah, it was a wild Bill Shirk or whatever his name. Do it off ninety six. Yeah, Bill Shirk. Before they, Bill yeah, before Shirk, before they got before they got bought. Yeah, and so then yeah. the same week, man, the Fuji dropped their second album, The Score, and that had you know had on there Ready or Not, uh, Fuji Ooh. Live. Uh, what was on there? Uh, what's the what's what's the dang no, old song like? No, no, you? say it, say it. Kill, kill it, killing me softly. Killing me softly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, no woman, no cry. Yeah, man. Yeah. So what? Was, yeah. So those are your favorite cuts. Uh for me, yeah. Ready, or, yeah. ready or not, was probably my favorite cut off of that. Uh, uh, by far, it's probably my favorite cut. Uh, but then, uh, no woman, no cry, and Fuji by far come in right. Uh, right a second. I also I didn't mind the score, the actual song. I didn't mind that either. Yeah, yeah, that one was dope. That whole album was a banger, though, man. That that whole yeah. album was killer. They came out of nowhere. I remember they had like the first album. I was like a big like source reader. You know, you know, cats. Mm-hmm. We you know we like middle school and high school cats don't want to be from New York because had all the rap stuff. So I would always, you know, I remember them like their first album reading it in the source, man. But I never, I didn't think they was gonna drop nothing like that. So I mean, records, man. But uh. Right, yeah, right. Songs not ready now. Probably is my favorite song. I like you know the you know the little sample they drew, dropped up in there, man. But uh, all right, man. Before we get into Black Panther, for those that we are going to we are going to discuss Black Panther. So if you haven't seen Black Panther, cut the episode off and then come back to cut when you the episode watch, off. Watch the movie because we don't want to sit back and spoil it for you. But you know we are just getting ready to discuss Black Panther. If I had like once we get the full production set up, we'll be able to make some Jamaican buzzers and all that type of wild stuff, man. So, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> four fire, four, spoiler four, alert. Four. Yeah, spoiler man, alert. So, yeah, tree white boys. <laughs> Hey man, I don't know if I get down with stuff. Since Steven was on me too, man. I can't even rock with Steven like that, man. I'm like, damn, uh, Steven, how was you rocking that with the long jacket with the tight jeans? Like I ain't know Steven's stomach is about is about the size of three people. So I'm surprised you can even get up. <laughs> but uh Steve-o. hey man. All right, yeah, man. man so but y'all, y'all need to y'all need to turn the episode off. Turn it off right turn, now. Turn, turn it off, last man. chance. Turn it off right now because we are about to go. We're about to go knee deep into, knee into deep. Black Panther. Hey, you, you got to yell like Teddy Pendergrass. Turn them off. Turn them off. Yeah, man. I'm trying to go. Go ahead, man. No, I was gonna say I'm. 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 I'm putting it out there. It, this is this is the the review of the movie. Bowtie Fresh review of the movie. Hands down. I, and I said this to a couple of cats, you know, that we all we all text back and forth. For for Bowtie Fresh, I honestly think this might be the best movie I've ever seen. And I'm and I'm and those who know Bowtie personally, y'all know I'm a huge movie buff. I've seen everything. I will watch any and everything. I think this might be the best movie I've ever seen, y'all. This movie, hands down. Everything from the acting to the visual effects, both the digital visual effects and the the costume and Im- the, the the overall imagery. Oh my goodness, come down with that big fellow, Anthony Davis. Um, the costumes, the imagery, the everything, everything about this movie. There is not one flaw that I could find in this movie, I, and I don't think there's a flaw that anybody should be able to find in this movie. And if you find one. I'm gonna challenge you to a Greco-Roman wrestling match with a porcupine as the referee, because that this just ain't gonna happen. 
All right, man. So tell me why you think it was so great. I mean, you gave some. Give me specifics. Because, you know, we've already said spoiler alert. We're going to say it again for the 18th time. Spoiler alert. So so specifics. Uh, num- number one, and, I, and, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get her name wrong, um, Denai Gorari. Um, she played Okio. Well, this, um, yeah, this, ba- this basic, the, basic, the, basically. Get the character names. Get the character names. That might be easier. Yeah. Oh, so Okayo, who 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 was the uh, who was King T'Challa's primary um, guard. She was the general of his army. Number one, she is a flat out goddess. She's beautiful. I think her acting was 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 impeccable. The number two, the, the, her her acting in this role, you got you got a, a, a sense of um, you you got a lot of resolve from her. You got a ton of strength from her. You had a sense of vulnerability from her. You sensed anger in her. Like she really went through a depth of emotional, uh, of emotional di- differences throughout her role in this movie. Throughout throughout the movie, number one, but just throughout herself in this role. Like there was so much to her, and she got it spot on every damn time. Like literally. I felt like she was this. She was the general. I felt like she was that person, and that's not to say that none of the other acting wasn't good. I think all the acting was spot on. But for me, her role, her performance, damn it, that's that's an it's Oscar worthy. And if she don't win, I'm ready to fight somebody. Period. All right, man. I think I think that fight after the show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man, I also uh, uh, and like I said, that's that's just from the acting standpoint. Of course, I think the story was good, but we all know where the story comes from, you know, from the comics and, and stuff like that. But I also like the fact that this movie touched on a lot of uh, societal things, things that are being faced right now in society, different things that we're all going through right now. It touched on a lot of that, but it it touched on it in a way that brought that made the black culture even stronger. Like it just it spoke to us, and they they had a way of of saying things and getting getting things across that was very um, very regal, very you know just like we're black, we're here, and we're making the statement, and you're gonna listen. And it wasn't like you're gonna listen like we're just gonna make the statement. No, it was one of those like you're gonna listen, and that made you sit down and you're gonna actually listen to what we got to say. So. Um, like I said, man, this this movie this movie was everything, man, everything. That's yeah, enough for I mean, me, man. What do you think, man? What do you think? About I mean, I, you got to think. I saw it twice, so I saw it. Yeah, I'll, I'll be seeing Friday. it again this upcoming weekend. <laughs> I saw it Friday. Uh, you know, I was off on Friday, and I was like, "Well, let me go catch the early show." And then I seen it, and then I saw it today. I can't say where I rank it as my favorite movie of all time because it's so early. I mean, I have to like I'm sitting there unpacking everything on it. So that's just me. I have to like sit back and really think. That's just like if I hear a great album, I can't say, "Oh, this is my favorite or my the best." For me, because you know it's it's still new. But mm-hmm. I thought it was great. I dig that. Uh, I thought it was just. I think as far as the storytelling, they let Cougar did a, a magnificent job of telling the story, and the devil's in the details. I mean, I'm a Kugler fan. Absolutely. Station to Creed. Yeah. To this, I mean, it's just like he takes the smallest details. Like I knew the movie was gonna be different, and when the movie starts off, and uh, Mike J. 
Oh, man, we might have some technical difficulties, y'all. Something's going on with our feed. Mike J? Bear with us, y'all. I'm not sure. Something, something's going on with our feed. We can see it on the screen, but something something was going on with our feed. But um, for those that, that can still hear us and still going, uh, Mike J was talking about the details that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that Ryan Cooler has and how much he pays attention to um, all the fine details in his movies. You know, like I said, going back to Fruitville Station and things like that. But I think that that was just another uh, part of the program, another part of the movie that, they just made it what it is, man. Like those, those attention to details and nuances from, you know, from the different from the different tribes and the in the different garb and the different way that the tribes approach things. Um, you know, you had um, I can't think of the name of the tribe, but which which a guy that was you know King Gorilla. You know, he, he, you see you could tell that he was uh, very dominant in, in in how he ran his tribe and, and and how things ran with his people as opposed to um, I can't think of the other the older lady. Um, and the older gentleman with the with the green suit and the and the, and the plate uh, within his lip, um, that that seemed to be a very regal tribe, and they seemed to have a certain distinguishment about themselves. So, Brian Coogler definitely definitely done his thing with this movie um, in all aspects. Um, yeah, man, I will say I'm that back. my the effects. Oh, Mike J, there we go, there we go. Um, I couldn't yeah, I couldn't man, tell what was going on with the feed, but. Yeah, something, something, something went, went out. Went out. Went out. Went out. Yeah, the, like for me, but it was not, just small not, details. Go ahead. No, go go right ahead, bro. So like you know, two short. The movie starts off with two short plans, and it said Oakland '92, <laughs> yeah. Oakland '1992. So he was he was able to match up, you know, that time point and then what was going on in that city, in that particular neighborhood, and it just goes on from there, man. Just the the way that. Style of how you interacted with people, and you know, it's just, it, it's it's a great piece of film. But the, to me, the great part of it, beyond like the small details, I looked at the credits at the end of the movie, and the cinematography is great. They used the uh, Lucas Vision for cinematography yeah. because it reminded it gave you like a Star Wars feel when they were, uh, you know, when the when he was when they had the guy in the spaceship and he was shooting down the shooting down the ships. So. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah, man. So they, I like how they use that. They were able to use all of the resources that Marvel and Disney has to be able to make a great movie. And uh, for me, man, Michael, I like this is to me the first like Marvel movie where I could actually sympathize with the villain because mm-hmm. you know personally it was like what he was he went he might not have been going about it the, the best way, but I could sympathize right. with. Uh, with with a his with a killmonger with an Eric killmonger Eric killmonger mm-hmm. yeah because he he was talking about black liberation about you know, how Wakanda had all these you know resources and everything and they held everything close to the vest so I mean I so, I think everybody's so great but I just go ahead no I was going to say something so so a question that I, that I that I pose to you and again you guys write into us to to you know Twitter uh, email things of that nature but a question I put out there is uh, the the what Eric Killmonger was talking about in the movie uh we often see in our daily lives that that liberation but also that that mentality uh, that black folks have is 
you know, they could be called the crab in a barrel or it could be called, you know, keeping others down. So where Wakanda was this nation or this nation of individuals that had all of this resource and ability and so forth and so on, but they didn't even share it with their own. Um, so how would you relate that to, to the everyday life? Do you know, are there times, and I know you see it, you know, even, even for us, we're not, we're not rich and famous people, but you and I both do very well, you know, for ourselves and our careers and things of that nature. But you and I also are individuals that reach back and try to help bring other individuals along, but also for each other. But that doesn't always happen. So elaborate and talk a little bit more on that, on that impact, kind of what, what Kill, Eric Killmonger was going through in the movie and how he was talking about lashing out at, you know, the black folk that had the ability to help but didn't. Yeah, well, I think that's kind of what his issue his is. You know, he kind, of, he kind of raw deal. His daddy was killed, and instead of saying, hey, you know, your daddy was killed, let's bring you back, you know, with us to show you really what time it is, they left him there. You know, and it yeah. probably reminds me of a of a Tupac quote for Thug Life. He's talking about the hate that you grow lives and, and, and you know, hate the lives and the, the episode. It's a similar type of thing because they come in and his daddy was wrong, but you you kill his father, but you just leave that boy there. And obviously they yeah. were in, uh, you know, they were in the hood in Oakland, and that's nothing wrong with that. But you take away a tool that he had. He had his dad. So right. no, didn't send any type of support. So that hate that you manifested, he that man waited all his life and all his hate towards you because he knew what kind of was. But I mean, I, I think when it to me that was my opinion about being separate from a whole crabs in a barrel type of mentality because you know it's it's different because of that of, of you know him being left. But I, I don't know. But I also see some of it where. Uh, when T'Challa was talking to uh, what's the brother from Get Out? I forgot his character's name. Oh, was like, uh, you know, talking about the Yeah, they would, yeah, they yeah, would bring yeah. all their all their uh, issues and everything else like that. And there's a, there, I think this is one of the great points of the movie, is because I really want to dig and unpack this because what what movie have you seen Warrior and King? Very right. rarely. I mean, you could probably not go very, to like King very rarely. King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, but he wasn't like the best warrior and fighter amongst the Knights of the Round Table. That was uh, the other guy. Lancelot. Well, yeah, Lancelot. But I think this is what makes this story so gripping and so good because there is like, you know, I have, oh, this is pretty, I want to, super, how do I balance doing the best thing for me and the best thing for my country and then still having these type of things? So, you know, right. warrior, being a warrior king is a lot. You know, a, a great, you know it, 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 he was, you could tell he was torn in what he did, even when he was, you know, even in some of the scenes later in the movie. So I'm sorry if I, I missed out on our technical difficulty, what you were talking about, or else I don't repeat myself to anything that you said. But uh, I think this no, I no, think no, is separate for me from any other Marvel. It's the plot. Because I'm not going to lie, I like Avengers and things like that. But the reason why I, I got, got more into X Men because it was dark. And it had more plot and those details, and I think this movie far far surpasses anything that Marvel has ever done in every in every facet. Even the fighting was more. I, I would really, agree, man. And the, the cinematography, the writing, you know, was just, and it's not even because because I don't consider this a black movie. I consider this a movie that is heavily influenced 
by black people, you know, because you know, it's in Africa and those type of things. I feel like you, this is not like the movie was like, well, I can't watch a Blood of Realm because I don't know how they kick it in the hood. No, no, no. Right. This thing gave you a little history. It gave you know, but it also gave you that you need if you when you're into Marvel and all these type of things. It gives you the whole mm-hmm. background of the, uh, of you know what's going on of Wakanda, the vibranium, uh, you know that yeah. is such a sought after thing. So for yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know something you know, like else in the movie that I go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say something else in the movie that that really stood out to me, um, and it stands out, and, and it has a lot of crossover into quote unquote everyday life, regular life is the strength of the black woman in that movie. Literally, Man, that, that, na- that nation, that, huh? That was, was to me like the dopest part. That was to me like the dopest yeah. part. Yeah, like, the, the strength of that nation with um, Shuri, uh, uh, his sister, the the youngest one that was the tech pretty much genius wizard. She was the backbone of everything that they had from the weapons to the suits to the planes to everything. She was the backbone to that. And she was a young, she obviously younger than the rest of them. She was a young black woman. You have Okoye, you have Nakia, who was, you know, the uh, uh, um, the king King Tatala's love interest. But she also was kind of like a like a uh, like a warrior missionary type, and um, she brought a lot to that. Angela Bass's character, I can't think of her name off the top of my head, but Angela Bass's character as as the king's mother, and the regalness that she had, and how she stood by her son, but was always Yet, like, not like that coddling mother, not like I'm going to live with you until I'm 45 years old in the basement and, you know, I'm I, you paying for everything, but I got a job too type. But she was the <laughs> that, that nurturing type of, like, you know, I'm going to show you the way and I'm going to stand beside yeah. you in your mistakes as well as in, as well as your accomplishments. And like I said, every, every black woman in that movie had power, had strength, but that nation stood on like, like the general and her whole, all women, all women, yeah, all women. All and it women. was one of, and it was one of those things, like I said, like the, you, in the, I like the way the, in the fact that how the movie brought out the strength and the multiple facets of the black woman. And like I said, a lot of times, you know, the black woman gets a, um, a bad rap for all oh, she's angry or all oh, she's aggressive or all oh, she's this or all oh, she's that. You, you can't seem to win or lose, but I definitely like the fact that this movie showed every aspect of that, but how strong, how strong that nation was. And it was because of those black women, man. That was something else that stood out to me and was very prominent very early on. Yeah, and it was, it was, it was the great thing about it is it was a narrative. It wasn't like, oh, well, we're, we're doing this. It was, and it was, there was a hierarchy that there was a society because I don't think when they went through the beginning of the movie, I don't think there had any, like, Black Panthers were women. But it was right, like right. They, were, they were like were fully respected as warriors. Just beyond that, the technological stuff, and you know, and I think of you know the mother that uh, T'Challa had would be like the mother that you and I have. I've known your mother for, since I was what, well, ten or eleven years old. You know my mother the same amount, and they've let us mm-hmm. grow, make mistakes. They haven't coddled us by <laughs> by, by any means, but it's just all they've right. always been there for words of advice and support. And I think that's the most important push you need. So, you know, women, that was dope, to see black women be shown on that stage. Because, you know, I mean, I love black women. That's my thing. Not just, like, in a relationship type of thing, but, you know, I love me some sisters. And to see that, man, yeah, it made no I think that's, I mean, you know, this really, really 
you know, made me proud to see sisters like handling it. Because I was actually before I went to the movie, I was watching Wonder Woman, and I was like, oh, okay, because I hadn't watched it yet. I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. they're like they're doing the thing, you know, they got the Amazons and everything, but they shout out to the Becky the Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, shout out to the Becky. They got a couple sisters in the woman. I was on but um. Yeah, shout out to the back because they listen to the show, and this is no slight towards you, but you know. But I'm gonna big up my black. I'm gonna, gonna big up our black women tonight, <laughs> and it's just hey, to show yeah. that young sister. Well, she they, she had a plan like a teenager. You mean you you healing people? You doing all these type of great things? So man, it was, it was a beautiful thing, man, to see that. You know, to see them to, just to come out and fight, and it was also great how you were talking that she was willing to stand on her principles to fight for Wakanda over her loyalty and her love interest. Absolutely. She was willing to kill her love interest for, for love of country. No matter what, yep, you no know, doubt, man. History, whatever, man, that, that's just a beautiful thing, man, just to see see that. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, I've watched it twice. And speaking of black women, not to go all there, hopefully people will support uh, the Ava DuVernay movie, Wrinkle in Time. It might not be moving. Oh yeah, no doubt. Into, but I am going. To, but I am going to buy a ticket. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. I, I will definitely people. buy a ticket. And and honestly, uh, uh, something that my wife and I are doing, we're actually reading a book together. Yeah. I've never. Uh, I didn't know anything about it. It was all right. I didn't know. It's cool, man. You know, you know, people act like black people don't read. But uh, shout out to oh, yeah, yeah. I forget that time. That new time, Easy Coast book. So I need to dig into that too. But yeah, man. It was no doubt, bro. It was it was a great it was a great thing, man, to see black women portrayed like that because, like you said, man, they they've been doing black women wrong in the media for a long time and movies and you know, all this type of stuff. But to see see them represented like that, man, great thing. Uh, you know, just to all the culture and everything else, yo. But yo, my man, hey, man. I'm not even talking about my man having a plate in his mouth. But why do you have on that uh that uh that green suit? That's oh, yeah. like from, from pimps up, uh, pimps up holes down. <laughs> Green <laughs> is for like, the money, you know, gold is for the honey. Yeah, he got that from the Bishop Don Juan section of of a of, uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, man them, was, them gators was, on uh, his feet died of natural causes. <laughs> hey, man, beyond natural, like, but yeah, man, it was a uh, definitely was great. Man. Hey, man, so, I I'm, I'm, uh, this will take a this this question will take a take a different spin on on, on it. Or, and those who listen to the show hear us talk about this group of individuals before. But man, you think Black Panther has started a movement? You think that you think the Hotep community is happy? You think the Hotep community can take this and, no, and kind of I, boost I mean, themselves to the next level? To see black people depicted like that, but the Hoteps don't really. I mean, Hoteps say they love black black people, but they don't treat black women with the same reverence. Not at all. Hoteps, they don't see. The they don't. Will be more, the Hoteps would be more into them brothers that were lived in the mountains. When he said, hey, you know, you had this girl, you know, who doesn't respect the tradition and authority and those type of things. They might lean right. towards that, you know, and they also, you know, and also part of the movie, which I, you know, go back go back to the, the plot, is those women who, you know, they have more of a, a voice with Tashala, they were willing to humble themselves for country uh-huh. when they went up to the mountains uh-huh. for the, you know, to ask for his uh, assistant, I can't think of the brother's assistant. name off the top of my head, which is bad. Because, hell, I just saw the movie like a few hours ago. His name was Umbaku. Yeah, but yeah, man. So yeah, man. 
It was a uh, that that's definitely something. But yeah, I don't know if the hoteps, man. The hoteps are a different type of group, man. You know, you never you never know what you're gonna get with the hoteps. <laughs> oh, man, it's out of brick. But yeah, man, that's that's, that's something, that. man. That you know, that's it's gonna be it's gonna be something that people can really fully discuss. And if you guys have like comments, questions, anything else like that, after you check the movie out, send us a, you know send us an email, send us a tweet, send us a send on Instagram. Uh, hell, send us on Snapchat. But I love that you send the first thing that so we can have to get to it. You know, Snapchat goes away in the day, and we still ain't messing with Snapchat after the update because I just now seen the Man, Snapchat, Snapchat update. Snapchat update yeah, is yeah. terrible. It, yeah, it sucks. But uh, yeah, man. So definitely uh, send us that. But uh, I don't know about the hoteps, man. So what? If, so all right. So we talked about the hoteps. Uh, what? I mean, I, I'm sorry, Miss. So go ahead. You leave this conversation. Hey, well, I missed no, out. No, I was, I was going to. I was. I had. I had another question I, I wanted to pose to you. And again, uh, people feel free to to write in or you know all that type of stuff. But um, I definitely like the power that this shows, and I know that it was more than just black people seeing it. I know quite a few people that were not black that went to see it. But the power of the black dollar, the power of the black money, yeah. and what 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 we can do. I think right now, and and the and the some of the numbers aren't even in. But it's supposed to have already reached 219 million domestic and 345 million uh, worldwide, and we still have tonight and tomorrow to go for the long weekend. So I'm just yeah. saying, I, I just wanted to point that out, man. Look, look at the power of the black dollar. Look what we can do um, when we when we actually come together for a cause. And, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff on on Twitter and Instagram. And people talking about how the movie should donate like 25% of its revenue to the black community. And people are posting, you know, I see all these black people showing up for a Black Panther movie. And y'all need to do the same to vote and for sick of sale and so forth and so on. I've seen all that. And, you know, I, I can agree and, you know, I can have my comment. But right now, I think it's one of those moments where you're trying to do too much right now. Let, let's embrace this movie. Let's embrace the success of this movie on every level, not just can, monetarily, you can, you can but for both. the culture. But yeah, you say you 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 can do both. I could go to the movie and still like you know not to get all in my business. You know, I pay my tithes and everything else, and I give you know to, to other organizations. But I still go see the right. movie. It doesn't have to be. Right. It's not. It's not a mutually exclusive thing. Of well, you know, I want to go see Black Panther so that. However much the ticket costs, uh, that's going to be able to take away from you. You can do both. I think and it exactly. also shows that people of color want representation. You got to think. Absolutely. Get out, sold. I made a lot of money. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Who was that? The, who was that? Straight out of Compton. I think they when Straight they came out, out last year, first weekend was like $60 million. People yeah. there, people want to see representation of themselves. On in media, especially when we spend, we're spending yeah. this money. So hopefully, this shows Hollywood and others that, hmm, the black dot that that there's nothing wrong with having people of color being the lead character. Absolutely, and that's one thing I liked about Black Panther. They didn't have the white man come out of nowhere and like you know be the ultimate savior. Now they had the white guy. He helped out and shot a few planes down, but he wasn't like oh yeah. without him, he's the ultimate savior. Like he didn't save the Shala. He didn't save any of the women. They saved him. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I really like the. I really like the. He took a bullet. He took a bullet for uh, Lapita. Uh, I can't remember her name. Yeah, her name Nakia. Nakia. He took a bullet, but he didn't. I mean, I took a bullet. I took a bullet for Lapita just in general. Just saying that, you know. 
I mean, she fine and everything. I ain't taking, I ain't, I ain't taking a bullet. Though. I mean, I might take an ass. <laughs> I ain't taking a bullet. <laughs> now you talking about? Are you talking about like a Harlem Knights? Like shoot my foot off, my pinky toe off? Or are you talking about like you know taking like a shot? But, yo, you take a foot like this. We're living with kind of dog. You take a shot to the back. You know, you like yeah. She like all right, bro. Oh, time, right. I'm on the team. You mind, but uh. Bro, you might not be able to get any air to the pump, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so there you be. This one, this hey, this one, this one, tired. Hey, you know this one, a tired tongue and, 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 and an achy jaw, and then all you can do. <laughs> <You're stupid>. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, yo man, you know, hey man, you never, you never know, man. Like I said, I ain't, I ain't, you know. I even boy the Mike J. I've been into some, I've been into some shit in my life, but I ain't, I ain't, ain't you know you know hell we've been at we was at the fair and we got you know people shooting, but I ain't really about to take a photo oh, yeah. life unless you know I, I got to know you know you know you just finding everything you know. Man, you man you just brought that back up, man. I remember that fair incident. That fair incident was a little sketch, boy. Ooh. Hey man, for those yeah. and for those, yeah, for those okay, we can't, boy, we can't. Mike, I'm a I'm a I'm a big guy, man. But hey, yo, my forty time was crazy. <laughs> like, the time was crazy. <laughs> Bonkers. Uh, yeah, man. But um, but yeah, man. Like I, I think I said, man. You know, people they always take these things to the extreme of. Uh, I, I saw people. I saw people just tweeting like being sarcastic, you know, about it because it's like people they they go into these wild extremes and you can't do more than one thing at a time and right. they're angry no, about no. stuff. And then people are like, why didn't you support other black movies? I've seen them. I try to support them. Everyone might not go to the movies to go see it. But if it comes on cable or I rent it or anything like that, I still watch it or Netflix. I might not just yeah. go to the movies and see it. So it's just nothing. Still, I still see it. It's not like I'm buying a bootleg. I ain't buying from the bootleg man at the barber shop. They used to, they, you know, everybody, you know, beauty and all that type of stuff had, you know, selling them DVDs for right. five for twenty. But uh, still catch it, man. So I don't know. This is people. Some people just have. They just want to have to complain about something. It doesn't matter what right. you do. It's just they they will find some reason to complain. So, but yeah, man, I, I, right, you know, I absolutely I right. I, I I really don't know, man. So, let me ask you a question, man. So, what Black Panther character do you that kind of closely relate to you as an individual? Man, that's a tough one. Um, well, you wrote it. <laughs> man, I am. <laughs> And, and I, I wrote it, and I've been thinking about it, and I've been thinking about it for a minute too since since I wrote it. Um, I don't know. I think that I think that the the Black Panther character that probably close relates to to me as a person or as an individual would probably be Lupita's character, uh, Nakia, because um, I'm that person that um, I will gladly go out and do my own thing, and I'll do my own thing by myself, you know, against you know, whatever's popular or whatever, or whoever's doing whatever else, like I'll go out and do my thing. Um, but I have an extreme sense of loyalty um, to, to to my people, to my crew, you know, to my family or whatnot. And sometimes it's even to a fault. Um, so I, I would say, I think that, I think that Nakia, uh, which is Lupita Nyong'o's character, um, probably just more so relates to, to me as an individual. Oh, man. Can what about yourself? more than one character? Or this has to be one character. Uh, I I go ahead and give you two. It would be, would be the inner turmoil of T'Challa of trying to do the right, of balance and doing the right things by what you want to do morally, and then the right thing by doing because you have to leave. And the other part would be Killmonger, and he's probably like, "How can be?" Because what he was saying, 
I agree with. I didn't agree with all the actions. Right. I think it was out of a place of anger, and I don't think you mm-hmm. really can make a true. I think anger has its place, but I don't. I think hate and anger are two different things. You can use anger to pump you up to push you, but hate can never carry right. you. If you really want to, if you really want to make a, a full scale change, that's going to help. But I really, but no, nah, I'm not going to cheat like that. It'll be Eric because I think that that, that would be too easy. It would be it would be Killmonger. Not that I've ever killed anybody, anything like that. And if I did, I would tell All right. But, uh, you know, shout out, you know, shout out to brother <laughs> down on other, on other folks, you know, gang. We'll be joking. But, uh, no, it's, uh, you know, they'll probably kill Michael, man, because it's, because, you know, he's, he's saying these things that you feel. And even like, you know, I feel like with T'Challa, when, you know, when he went to his, when he was going back to get, you know, they're coming back to get the, the root of the panther when he talked to his dad. You know, he just was like, hey, you left him yeah, out no there. Doubt. And that's for me, you know, and both I know, and we've been friends and, like, we're more brothers for 25 years, and we disagree and agree and everything else. But I am oh, extremely yeah. loyal to a fault. I've got myself in the situations that I probably could have cut myself out of by just being loyal and looking, trying mm-hmm. to look out for people. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, just, it's, one of those, it's one of those things, man, that it's, it makes you really think. And I'm, um, you know, I really, you know, it'd have been great to really push this episode back a week, but I really wanted to get our get it out there, man, because it's so fresh and so new, and I wanted to be on the break of something coming in instead of like waiting, you know, laying back as far oh, yeah. as waiting for what we want to want to talk about. But I really think that it's going to take me some time to really digest the movie because you know, seeing it twice in like what seventy two hours, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm like, planning oh, okay, on going to see it again this, like, <laughs> this upcoming weekend. Yeah, this is one of those things I really can't wait to watch it again when I get it on Blu-ray, when, you know, when Lord knows when that comes out. But, you know, I really can sit back in, in the comfort of my own house and watch it. But, uh, yeah, man, I probably it would be killing me to go back, you know, off the paint. Oh, damn, he just down. Greek freak. He just got chemist shit all the way off the paint. But, yeah, pretty uh, much. It would definitely be, it would definitely be, uh, it would be uh, Eric. So, uh yeah, man. So have we missed yeah, no anything doubt, right? on on our review? Because I feel like it's gonna be a lot of stuff. Like, damn, did you talk about this? You talk about this? You talk about this? But uh, yeah, no, nah, man. Uh, we, this, we, man. We, Before and then we can finish, we can finish it off like here. So do you? So what? So I, I'm gonna assume with the success of Black Panther, they're gonna make a second one. I'm really excited about. It. Now I'm gonna look at it like Captain America: Civil War. Not that it's a similar movie, but you know, Civil War was so. I mean, uh, not Civil War. Winter Soldier. Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to say that. I just saw that block. My bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he, he got he got his shit all the way out the damn paint. Yeah. Out of there. Oh, that was gold hand too. But uh, yeah. So I just so so I did so I did read uh, an an article or saw an article that was posted, and I believe it was uh, from the Huffington Post, I believe. But Ryan Coogler has agreed. And pretty much has agreed to, you know, in, in verbal terms or whatnot, to spearhead Black Panther too. Already, already set to go. Already trying to, you know, in the process of doing their thing. So there will be a two. Um, and I, and like I said, I, I'm with you. I cannot wait to, I cannot wait to see this movie, um, the the second coming of the movie, just to kind of see where else, where else they can take it and where else they can go with it. Yeah, man. I'm gonna ask you this: Do you think Killmonger's dead? Because I don't. Do I think the Killmonger's dead? Uh, yeah. 
you want me to speak from the movie or or from the comic? From from what from no, the comic from the history? We're not gonna see. speak from the comic because you know it's not. I don't. I think that's. I don't. Think yeah. a lot of, I'm not sure how many people listen. And I'm gonna. I can give you my reasons why I, I don't think he's dead. Well, and then you know because the comic. You know, I well, think the yeah. fact that he's real. Remember they made a big no. deal about I mean, they made they made they, several in the references. Now, I know in in African culture and I, and I can't speak for all, mm-hmm. but I know from what I've, I've heard, like the burial process is really important. Exactly. And even you know T'Challa said you know how he didn't bury his uncle, even though if he killed his you know if he killed his cousin, I still think he would bury him. Right, I think so, so too. That's that's that's, no, that's that's the reason why I can, I think. Yeah, I think he's still alive. Um, I'm yeah, going to say that I think I was going to say I think that he was still alive as well because just because of the way that that scene was cut and it was kind of like okay you know this is the end you know whatever and it just went away it kind of agreeing with what you said there wasn't there wasn't the proper burial there wasn't any like any continuation or conclusion of any kind for um, Killmonger or for his role or for his death so I think it was one of those things that was kind of like yeah. We'll, we'll we'll leave it open to interpretation, you know, and, and maybe something will come of it in the second in the second movie. Yeah, so definitely, you know, um, about that, just, and also also just knowing, um, just knowing the technology that they have and the things that that they're yeah. capable of doing, you know, within Wakandan technology, so forth and so on, and uh, um, the the strength that they that they need uh to continue on especially as they open up their technology to the world um yeah it, it leads me to believe that Killmonger is not completely dead I'll say that oh yeah and then who's to say that someone else couldn't pick him up like they found T'Challa and put him you know and you right. know, put him on ice or something like that so uh right or Hydra right. comes in and finds him because because like if that, you so. the the other the other part of that is is that when T'Challa was quote unquote killed when he was thrown off the cliff, he did not have the power or the he did not drink the the fluid from the from the you know, I, I call it the nectar or whatever he did not drink that when he was thrown off so he was mortal. When Eric Killmonger was killed, Eric Killmonger still had that inside of him. He had not dispensed yeah. or not had any or or or, or lost any of that um, ability. So again, you know, if if Tatala can be you know preserved or whatnot without it, you can only imagine what can happen with that being inside your system. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. So I wouldn't be surprised if no he's doubt, not man. in the second one. Maybe he comes in at the end of it, or more like a like a little teaser. But uh, but yeah, that was our brief review on Black Panther. So I'm sure that uh, <laughs> you know, if you have some comments, <laughs> anything like that. You know, no, nah, because you know some people might go like hours about it. You know, it's like yo, oh uh, yeah, that's true. Hours. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, man, they, there's a podcast. Uh, they like black men. They talk about films. So that thing they do, they do. I'm sure they'll do like two hours. But that's all they talk yeah. about. So we, we try to hit you with politics, sports, life type things. You know what I'm saying? Wrapping it up. But uh, but yeah, man. So go ahead. Let's go ahead and close this episode on out, man. Because uh, I think we had those technical difficulties. My phone's going fast. So uh, let's go ahead and close this, man. Bad boy on out, man. So go ahead and leave us. Yeah, man. So, so I want to go ahead and leave you guys with this, as I typically do at the end. <coughs> excuse me, at the end of our uh, at the end of our, our podcast. So just a, some brief words of wisdom to kind of get you through the week, get you this, give you the moment. So, um, what I want to leave you guys with is this: it says, "Don't waste words on people who deserve your silence. 
sometimes the most powerful thing you can say is nothing at all. Um, and again, just marinate on that. Just let that simmer in your, in your mind, especially when you're at work or you know at school or or you know dealing with difficult loved ones or something of that nature. Uh, don't don't fall into the trap. Don't give anyone that power. You know, sometimes silence is the best thing, whether it's because you don't have anything good to say at all, or it does some things don't don't deserve a response or a comment back. So, um, just let that simmer, let that marinate, and I want y'all to enjoy your uh, week. Enjoy your Monday. Get your week started off right tonight. Uh, enjoy your Monday. Come, you know, whether you're going to work or school or um, looking for a job or whatever, that, whatever that may be. You know, be positive about it and start it off real good, man. And, that, and that's words from your guy, Bowtie Fresh. Hey, hey, man. One thing before I get off here, have you have you checked out Black Lightning? Uh, I have not yet. That's on my to do list. Hey, on my to watch Black, list. Black, Black Lightning is dope. You know, Black Lightning is super dope. Like, I wish it was a Marvel type thing. Black Lightning is dope. So, y'all check out Black Lightning. But for me, man, it's just, I mean, we've had a chaotic week. You know, people lost lives, you know, at school. These are children and, you know, like, you know, teachers and staff and everything. Like, just be kind. I mean, you know, just be kind and then go and go, you know, help somebody else out. Or just leave them alone. You know, that's one thing I'm learning is maturing at 35. It's like, I don't have to express every thing that comes to my head. And not a lot of times I'm quiet in my professional life, but personally I get angry with people. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a work in progress. I'm growing. So just be kind, man. You know, it, it takes – it's much easier. It makes your life a lot better. It will have you relax because you can actually live by that by that motto and, and those morals or whatever. And if you have a religious type thing or if you don't, you know, that's not for me to judge than any of right. our business. But you know, just be kind. So, uh, leave you with that. Okay. And for the, you know, please, you know, review. I mean, give us, give us, you know, five-star reviews, you know, listen to the website, share it with your people. You know, this podcast, we, you know, we do it, you know, we do it for you guys and we don't consider y'all fans. Y'all are people. You know, some of us, we, we know a lot of y'all, some of us, we don't really know you. But we do it. We do it for the people, man. So this, this, you know, you have anything you want to say, hit us up. You know, we can take criticism. You know, I know I can't. Right. I might shoot. I might. Shoot, I might shoot something back at you because you know, I was. You know, that's kind of high. I'm still trying not to be so petty, but you know, I'm growing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So oh, Petty Murphy you know, over here. Yeah, all, all day, all, all the time, man. I was watching that <laughs> Kobe. He was like, you know, tell me how my ass tastes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. But definitely, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a work in progress, so. You know, rate, review, share, give us five star reviews, and then we'll definitely we're gonna to talk to y'all Wednesday night for the group chat sports podcast. It's definitely excited about that. That's our second episode. Then we're coming back again on next Sunday doing the grown man this podcast. So uh, man, from from the from Bowtie Fresh to Dime to the Honorable Mike today, we out of here. We out of here. Peace. <laughs>